Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Rupert Shaler. I'm delighted you're joining me. If it's your first time, welcome. If you're returning, I'm so glad that you decided to come back. We're going to talk tonight about eight ways to stand up to hijackal disrespect. And you know how often a hijackal will disrespect you. Disregard you, yes, but disrespect you often. And it's important to reclaim your power when someone is disrespecting you. So I want to give you eight ways to do that tonight. That will be essential for turning a corner. Instead of feeling like you are the victim of someone's disrespect, know that there are things that you can do, and I'm going to share them with you this evening. You don't want to feel disempowered all the time by somebody's disrespect. So We need some strategies. We need some things to do. We need some internal dialogue. We need some things to to say. So we'll be clear about that tonight. And if you've been joining me for a while, I hope you're finding value here. And if you are, I invite you to support the work by going to patreon.com slash saveyoursanity, patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. If you're not familiar with Patreon, It's a wonderful place to give a donation, either one time or monthly, to support the show and show your appreciation for the content here. So go to patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. The idea of respect is quite straightforward. In civil ways, respect is always part of the equation. It means that we have due regard for the feelings, the wishes, the rights, or the traditions of other people. We give them due regard that other people have the right to have their feelings, have their wishes, have their rights, and have traditions. And that is demonstrating respect. But a hijacker will happily disrespect you. They won't care about your feelings. They don't even think that they matter much of the time. And they will disregard your wishes and they will trample all over your rights. And they don't care about your traditions. They don't care about how you celebrate, how you feel good, what things mean to you. Sometimes they pretend to care, especially if they're in the love bombing stage or they don't want you to be angry at them or they want something from you. 
But generally, you have a sense of disrespect, don't you? The hijackle, the chronically difficult person, you know, hijackle is my my word that I created to talk about people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and to meet their own needs for power, status, and control. So they scavenge the relationship for power, status, and control. And one way to pretend that they're superior is to be disrespectful, to dismiss you, to demean you, to devalue you, to discount you. And those are all things that are disrespectful. And they show absolutely no admiration for you. They certainly don't show love, but they don't show admiration. They don't even show that they care about you. They don't care what you think. They don't care what you need. They don't care what you feel. They don't care what you want. They don't care what you see. They don't care what you prefer. So all of those pieces can be shattering. When you thought that you fell in love with someone and you thought that they fell in love with you, and then they treat you as though you're nothing, as though you don't matter, that you will never be good enough, is devastating. And many healthier people take on that and say, what am I doing? How did I bring this about? What am I not doing? And they, they go into deep self-reflection, which is always a good place to go because we want to be clean and clear with our emotions. So if you go there and say, all right, what was my part in this? You know, did the way that I say that come across poorly? Was it the look on my face, the tone of my voice? <clears throat> did I phrase it incorrectly? Was I insensitive? It's always a good idea to look at our own stuff first because we can do something about that. But if someone is always disrespecting us, you don't want to be close to that person. And if you're a healthy human, you don't want to be close to that person. And if you're an unhealthy human, you will make excuses for them. Oh, the poor thing, you know, they're going through a rough time. It's difficult for them. They had a rough childhood. No, adults treat other adults with respect. That's the way we do things in the healthier human world. But if you're constantly disrespecting people just because they breathe, just because they are, just because they crossed your path, or just because you can, this becomes a really big problem. And if you're allowing it, it is your problem too. So I want to give you some active ways that you can rethink this, you can re-speak it, you can give direction, because you do deserve respect. Someone should care about what you think, feel, need, want, prefer, and remember, especially someone who gave you the impression that they love you, or that one day, They said they loved you. They may not have demonstrated it very well, but they said that they loved you, and you so wanted to believe that. And if you so wanted to believe it, you may be making excuses for them, and that will put you over into the enabling world, and you don't want to go there. But let's just stick with disrespect for this episode. 
So we're going to go against what it is to be respectful. We're not a hijackal has no regard for your feelings, particularly if they oppose the hijackals. They have no regard for your wishes. They're not interested in your perception of how things went or how you remember things. And then we can fall into the gaslighting realm, and I've done episodes on that. But we need ways to stand up to the disrespect. We don't need to be equally disrespectful. Because what does that go to? For those of you who've been listening to me for a while, you know that when you start to disrespect them, you are going into the field of reactive abuse. And all that's going to get you is a hijackal telling you you're the abusive one. And I've done episodes on reactive abuse. So first things, when a hijackal is disrespecting you, or any person is disrespecting you for that matter, In your mind, and if appropriate, say out loud, that was unnecessary. Because they're just doing it to have power over you, and it's unnecessary from your perception. And your perception counts. So it was unnecessary. So if you you just simply say, It's unnecessary to speak to me like that. It's unnecessary to speak about me like that. You are simply stating a fact. You're not refuting it. You're not blaming them. You're not making them wrong. You are, and you know those things don't work because those all fall into the category of poking hijackals. And here on Save Your Sanity, we can all say together, don't poke a hijackal. It doesn't ever turn out well. But it's important to be able to at least tell someone. And if you have to start by just telling yourself internally, do so, but graduate to telling the hijackal their disrespect was unnecessary. Might sound quite simple, might sound benign, but it's a start. It's you starting to affirm that you have an opinion, that you have a response without blaming or shaming the hijackal, because that never goes well. So the first way is just to call attention to it's unnecessary. You don't have to make anybody wrong. Just it's unnecessary. The second way that we can stand up to disrespect from a hijackal is that we make an internal conversation shift within ourselves. The stuff is coming at you. You've heard it before, the slight, the blindsiding, the name-calling, the put-downs, the tear-downs, the (laughs) wear-downs. All of those things come from hijackals really frequently. And you want to have that internal shift to, to say, oh, no, I'm going to respond differently. No, I am not going to let my anger get the best of me. No, I'm not going to let them make me feel less than. I'm not going to allow them to make me feel not good enough. I am simply going to take up a little more space. So you change your internal conversation to be, I know that I deserve respect. I know that I deserve to be spoken to civilly. I did nothing to this human. 
and you start affirming yourself instead of paying attention to the hijackle and giving their words value, which is the trap we can get into. Start your own inner dialogue of what is so for you. No, I deserve respect. I deserve to be heard. I'm allowed to have my feelings. I'm allowed to express my feelings. My feelings are valid. Start changing the way you talk to yourself. That self-talk is very important. And we get into habitual ways of talking to ourselves in our head. And maybe you'll even find yourself speaking in the voice of your critical mother (laughs) and you hear her voice and now it's become your voice and where she put you down, now you put yourself down. You know, I used to have that. I had a hijackal mother and years and years ago, I realized that I had adopted and adapted her way of talking to me in my head at my poorest moments. And I had to wake up and really recognize that and say, oh, no, I hated it when she did it. Why am I doing it to myself? And you can have those moments, too. And then change that inner dialogue to not be putting yourself down, not taking in what the hijackal is serving up. No. Just put a little barrier there and start your own inner affirmation of yourself. You know, I believe I should I I deserve to be spoken to civilly. I believe I am a good person. I believe that I can stand up for myself in a positive way without putting another person down. You know, create a powerful self-talk. One that affirms you, not one that puffs you up and makes you a lot more than you are, or you'll join the hijackal clan. But no, remind yourself that you take up space and draw breath and have a right to. And therefore, as I say in the personal weather report, which I'll talk about in a minute, that you have the right to say what you think, feel, need, and want. And so does everybody else. But to disrespect you, that is a different matter. Of course, they have the right to disrespect you because they're going to show you who they are. So they have that right to say or do whatever they want to. But you have the right not to take it in. That person is not someone you appreciate. So why would you believe a word they say about you? Now, that can be a really big shift in your thinking. Why would I believe the words of someone who lies, deceives, manipulates, does all the things that hijackals do that we've talked about so frequently, why would I believe what they have to say about me? No, 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 not going to do that. So that inner dialogue changes. So that helps us get to the third way to stand up to hijackal disrespect, which is to be non-reactive to just have it be heard and then go, oh, there they go again. (laughs) There they go again being disrespectful. They are being disrespectful. I'm not taking it on. So you want to have your Teflon shield there that their words just slip right off so that you are non-reactive. 
It is about the hijackal and what they're saying. It is not about you. So they are telling you who they are. Now, that's a very important one to recognize, and I'll talk about it a little more in a minute. But to actually be non-reactive, you need a strategy which is, okay, I'm not going to focus on them. I'm going to focus on myself. Where do I want to be? You know, good question to ask yourself at those moments when you just feel like you're going to tense up and you might say something you'll regret. Right at those moments, ask yourself, what do I want as a result of this exchange? Where do I want to be with this conversation in five minutes? And is what I'm about to say going to help me get to where I want to be? And if wanting to be non-reactive is your goal, then you're going to swallow a few words every now and again, and that will help you get to your goal. You're going to turn on that Teflon shield and just let those hijackal words slip right off you. Even before, if they stuck to you like Velcro, no more. No more. Let Make yourself allow them to slip off. And it'll get a little clearer as we create some other ways here. Now, way number four is to use the personal weather report. I've spoken about that so many times on the podcast and on my YouTube channel. And if you haven't been to the YouTube channel, you'll find it at youtube.com slash for relationship help, just like my website address for F-O-R relationship help, H-E-L-P. So that's for relationship help.com. And then you can go to youtube.com slash for relationship help. And you'll find videos on all the things that I am mentioning in this podcast and putting them together in a new way. So the personal weather report, I've written about it extensively in my book, Kaizen for Couples, Smart Steps to Save, Sustain, and Strengthen Your Relationship, which is available on Amazon, along with my other books. There are two chapters in Kaizen for Couples on the personal weather report. Chapter 6 is on how to deliver a personal weather report. Chapter 7 is on how to respond to a personal weather report. So when we are standing up to hijackal disrespect, we want to be able to become masters of the personal weather report so we can use it in all circumstances, including standing up to this disrespect. So a personal weather report is to know deeply inside yourself, and sometimes you have to do quite a bit of work to get to this place of understanding that you deserve to take up space and draw breath on earth. The hijackle is always trying to make you small, 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 suppress, depress, repress. You have to puff up a little bit and say, I deserve to take up space and draw breath too. And as a result of that, I have the right to say what I think, feel, need, want, prefer, remember, as long as I do not mention another human by name or pronoun. Now, that's the big deal with the personal weather report. You have the right to say anything you want about yourself, as long as you do not mention another human by name or pronoun. Sounds easy. It isn't. 
So many people have to really work at it, but it's worth it. It's good for you at work, at home, wherever you are. When you master the personal weather report, you actually expand your vocabulary, your strength, and your confidence to hold your own in conversations and in difficult conversations. So when you're standing up to hijack or disrespect, you can use the personal weather report strongly. And it might sound like this. I have the right to to be respected. At this moment, I am not feeling respected. What feeling respected means to me is that nobody calls me names. When you can make these declarative statements that are not talking about anybody else, but are talking about you, your perception, your needs, your wants, you have the right to do that. And when a hijackal has beat you down and worn you down for so long, you may not think that you have that right anymore. You may be so exhausted, you don't even know if you can put together a full sentence. I know that. Some of my clients feel like that when I first meet them. But if you will, master the personal weather report, you will feel more confident. And in the beginning, it's not easy. And people will still not listen, perhaps, as well as you might want them to. But as you consistently do it, you will take back your space You will take back yourself. You will take back your personal power to have that right to say those things. And when you're not speaking about anybody but yourself, of course you have that right. So when someone disrespects you, and if it happens to be a hijackal even more so, speak up, not about them, but about yourself. I think respect is a wonderful way for people to build community. There's a personal weather report. I think relationships built on respect can lead to more loving interactions. There's a personal weather report. You can say those things when somebody is trying to get a rise out of you, and you can stay centered. You are not putting up with their disrespect. You're not taking it in. You're not taking it on. So it's not hurting you, and you're not getting into the reactive state. That's important. So the personal weather report is very effective for that. So way number five is to change your perception, to see what the hijackal is saying is about them and not about you. Now that's important because if you can make that separation, that how they're speaking and what they're choosing to say and how they're showing up is a reflection of them not of you. You are going to grow immensely at that moment in confidence and clarity. It's so relieving. Do you remember the first time that hijackal or not, that you realized that you had a different opinion from a parent? And when the parent said something, it was no longer a reflection of you. It was them saying, well, here's what I think, or here's what I prefer, or uh, here's what I want. And you didn't have to agree or disagree. You just 
hurt it. It's about them, not about you. Now, a hijackal wants you to be deeply hurt by that. So think about this picture. Somebody looks at you and says, huh, you're going to wear that? Now, if you have low self-esteem, think about that remark being like a javelin. And the person says, I'm going to chuck it right at you and say, you're going to wear that? Now, a person with low self-esteem doesn't even let the javelin land on them. They go and reach out and grab it and stick it into themselves and say, oh, what was I thinking? Why did I ever buy this? Why did I put it on? Oh, silly me. But when you actually realize it's about them and not about you, that javelin comes your way. You step to the side, you watch it go by, and it didn't have anything to do with you. And you say, you know, what is it you don't like? You, you don't like the color. You don't like the combination. You don't like this style, the size. And I'll get some information from you because that javelin had nothing to do with me. It was about you. And when you can get to that place of realizing the hijackal is showing you who they are, not who you are, that is really a wonderful moment. And you can bring your shoulders back and stand up a little straighter at that moment and say, right, I don't have to take that on. I really don't have to do that. So you can stand up to that disrespect by respecting yourself enough to not take it on because it's about them. Now, number six is about don't buy into their attempt to upset you. <laughs> You know that a hijackal wants power over you. So they're going to poke and prod and push, say outrageous things, try to get you off center, try to get you upset, try to get you to cry, try to get you to apologize for things you never did. And that's not going to show any self-respect, is it? So you don't want to buy into their attempts to upset you. And when you start to just observe, just observe, you know, when you're really close to something, you can only see part of it. But as you come back, as you move further and further away from it, you can see a larger and larger picture. You can see the context of how th that little bit that you could see up close fits into the larger whole. The same thing is true when you move back from hijackals and you observe them wow, I didn't realize how often that hijackal was disrespectful. I didn't realize how often they refused to look at me when they speak to me. And you start to observe these things. Then you're getting separation from the hijackal in your emotional state. And you want that. So you get to the point of go, oh, there they go again, endeavoring to disrespect me to have power over me. Mm -mm, not going to happen. And you claim your personal power. Personal power isn't power over anybody. Personal power is power over yourself and your choices and your words and your right to take up space and draw breath and to use the personal weather report. You may have to recover in, in order to be able to do that. 
That may not be something you can instantly do, or you would have done it by now. But it's so worth developing that skill and using to learn the personal weather report masterfully. It'll give you your life back. No, it's not magic. It's not going to change the hijack all overnight, but it's really going to change you. And as you change, the dynamics change. We're not going to poke hijackles. We're not going to blame and shame them. They're so good at doing that. Well, we don't want to be good at doing that, or we'd be like them. So we just want to not buy into their attempt to upset us and respond with facts. Now, hijackles love what we call emotional facts. They like to throw things around like, well, you never loved me. Well, there's an emotional fact. You know, who knows whether they loved you or not? They don't know whether you loved them or not. But they want to throw it around so that you will feel badly. You will feel badly about an emotion that they have just constructed in order to make you feel badly. Respond with facts. Yes, I've told you many times I love you, and I really mean that. I don't love disrespect, however, and it does make me feel less loving. See, personal weather report, all about you. Didn't say a word about the hijackal and responded to the hijackal. So it's all very effective, very, very effective. Now, number seven is something to recognize and remember that a hijackal doesn't respect anyone. So they're not just singling you out to be disrespectful to. They don't have respect for anyone. They have envy for some people. They envy people their success. They envy them their money. They envy them their position. But they don't respect them. Because remember, respect is a regard for feelings and wishes and rights and traditions. They don't respect them. They just want what they have. They're envious, green with envy, as they say. So hijackals don't respect anyone. And so in that, they're just looking for power and prestige. They want supply from other people. But they don't admire them except, I suppose, to admire that they uh, they have power that the hijackal wants, but they don't respect them. And so when we think that we're the only ones they don't respect, no, they don't respect anybody because the hijackal always wants to be more superior to someone. The overt hijackals want to be superior in the way that I am the best, I am the strongest, I am the most wonderful, I have done more, I have bigger, better, always uh, outdoing everybody else. The covert hijackal is I am the, the victim, the, I am the most hard done by, I am the most ignored, I am the most unseen. But again, we're using most superlatives. You know, so that's what hijackals are about. So know that number seven is they don't respect anybody, not just you. And that can really help you see things because you may think, I feel like they're target of blame all the time. I feel like they're always putting it on me and they are, but don't think you're the only one. 
Because whether they're doing it out loud or they're doing it in your head, they don't respect anybody. Now, number eight are things to say out loud. You could say what I said in number one, that was unnecessary. Now, remember when you when you deliver these words that I'm suggesting, deliver them from a place of calmness, deliver them from a place of um, authenticity and civility. You're genuinely saying these things. You're not angry. You're not upset. You're not trying to have power over them at the moment. You are simply making an affirmation, and you want it to be um, you want it to be heard clearly, genuinely, civilly, and neutrally. So here are a few things you might say to them as number eight. I deserve respect. I mentioned that one before. When I feel respected, I feel like listening and engaging in the conversation. You're giving them notice that if they gave you some respect, you would be happier to stay and listen to them. Tell them what respect looks like in your life. Tell them what it sounds like. You know, I feel respected when someone listens to my point of view without refuting it. I feel respected when my birthday is remembered. Tell them what respect looks like for you, because we're all a little bit different. So share that. Now, yes, you run the risk of giving them fodder to do exactly the opposite so they can have more power over you. But I am here to help you, not them. So when you do that, you're affirming to yourself that you deserve respect. Now, two things to finish up, just big things that are not the eight things we're standing up to respect disrespect rather from hijackles, these two things are just really important to get. One thing is yelling is disrespectful. When somebody's yelling at you, you know they're not respecting you because they believe that they have to raise their voice and get themselves in a tizzy to have power and control over you. So when someone is yelling, don't go there with them. Leave or fall silent and say something before you leave. You know, I I don't do well when yelling is, is present. I can't hear the words and I don't feel like responding because it makes me feel anxious. I'm leaving now. Or just fall silent. I don't mean give the silent treatment. They yell and you just simply say, I can't engage in this conversation until there's calmness. Yelling is abusive and it is disrespectful. That's the one big thing. And number two is refuse the abuse. When abuse is coming at you, don't take it on. Don't reach out for that javelin and stick it into yourself. No, turn to the side, let it go by. Remember the abuse belongs to the person who threw the javelin, not in you. And start to make that separation in your mind. It will help you enormously to sort and sift these things out. And as you do that, you are claiming and reclaiming your personal power. This is not all right with me. This is not okay on any level. Because you deserve 
to have respect shown to you. Everybody does. And if you can't be respectful, don't be with that person. Why would you hang out with people you don't respect? You don't stand there beating them over the head, telling them, you know, they're disrespectful. Move away. Move away. Now, if I can help you with these things, go to beaclient.com. There I offer you my one hour, one time for new client offer, a full hour with me for only $97. Go to beaclient.com and you can schedule that appointment right there. And if you would like to be part of my Emerging Empowered Community, my membership program, you can come on over to joinintoday.com. Over there for a monthly fee, you get two Ask Me Anything group calls with me a month. We're adding a third call that is topic-driven. We've got wonderful new additions. Every three weeks, you get a new download or a gift from me. There were great conversations safely off social media. Everything is there for you at joinintoday.com in my Emerging Empowered Community. So there's so much for you to learn to not put up with disrespect. How to stand up to the disrespect a hijackal loves to dish out. They can't take it, but they sure love to dish it out. And I hope that these tips have been helpful to you. Do come and find me at forrelationshiphelp.com. Always much there for you to read and find. My store is there. All my books are there. The courses are there. Everything is there for you. And a shout out again to those who support me at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. So much for you. And in the meantime, Take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon. Good evening, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Let's see what we have in our wonderful comments here. There we go. Ah, good evening, Tanya. Linda says, I'm ready for another healing chat. Me too. I hope that we had one. <laughs> I said it. Good evening, my angel, you're sent from above. Well, thank you so much. That's nice to hear. Unfortunately, I've recently confronted my narcissistic parents, dad overt and mom covert, single mom. I'm the only child. They're really pissed. I can't turn back, though. Well, they may never get over it, you know, but neither will you if you don't speak up. So much as is difficult and you'll go through a maybe nasty, 
period, a lot of cold shoulders and and uh, refuting what you've said, but keep going. You know, I always compare it to this idea. You're sitting up on a beautiful mountainside, and you look down, and you see an enormous field of wildflowers. And you decide, you know, it's getting a little chilly up here. I'm going to go down and see those wildflowers. So you start down the mountain, and you fail to notice <laughs> between where you were and where you want to be, there's a forest, and you have to go through it. And that seems okay until you get into it, and it gets darker and colder, and there are animals and rustling and all kinds of things. And you want to turn back. You really want to turn back, but you really want to go to those wildflowers. So you know that you're going to have to go through the fear. You're going to have to go through the cold and the dark and the rustling and the animals because when you get to the middle of the forest and you keep walking, it starts getting lighter and brighter and quieter. And pretty soon you're in the wildflowers. And that's pretty much what you're talking about here is that you've, you know where you want to go and you've got to walk through that forest. Keep on going and it will get brighter and lighter. <laughs> and, you know, maybe your parents won't recover. Maybe they will always, if they're hijackals, always maintain that they were right and you're a thankless child. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because you can't unsee it now. So good for you. And we're all behind you in carrying on, I think. If anybody isn't, you can have a say in the comments. <laughs> Hello, Michelle. Ah, she says, Dr. Shaler is spot on about hijackles and disrespect, as if she's reading a page in my journal out loud. I'm not hiding under your bed, and I don't know where your journal is. <laughs> Hello, Rita. Good evening. John says, when I stand up to them, all I get is I'm being negative, and sure, it's negative in their perspective. She wants me to tell her she's great. That's right. Everybody loves her positivity because I don't even know her. Everyone else knows her. <laughs> she built a kingdom and the flying monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what they do. You've got a really good handle on that, John. Isabel says, good evening. I said it for setting the boundary. Yes, yes, been there. Not easy, but necessary. So there you have support from Isabel. She's done that. Um. And it is when covert people, as John was describing, they they appear to be so pitiful. <laughs> they appear to be so um, quiet and unassuming sometimes. And people don't recognize the hijackal nature of them. John says, she told me I had to earn her respect. I tried so hard doing what she wanted and I never had a chance to breathe. It's true. It's true. That's the way they operate. Oh, Michelle says the information in this episode is invaluable. You're so welcome. <clears throat> you know, Isabel says, you know, John, it was never about you. It was about the hijackers' problems. That's true. So I can go by where you're talking to one another. <laughs> Uh, Michelle says, I love your advice on how to handle yelling. 
any advice on how to address being lied to? Maybe that's an entire episode. Yes, I've done some episodes on psycho um, pathological lying and and all of that. It's um, certainly available to you either on YouTube or at SaveYourSanityPodcast.com or where you like to get podcasts. But a little advice on how to address being lied to. Well, we don't poke hijackals. We know that. So, you know, again, we use the personal weather report. That's not the way I remember it. That is, um, that has has no- nothing I I recollect about that. Um, I'm wondering if we were at a different event. You know, you you just say things that when somebody is lying, there's no point telling them that's a lie. You've seen people on television. I, was, I caught an effort, uh, episode or two of paternity court the other day, and I was really taken by the fact that people just talk over each other like crazy. But then people say, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying, you're lying. And every word that comes out of their mouth, the other says, you're lying. Well, it didn't get anybody anywhere for sure. So telling another person that they're a liar is not as effective as saying that your recollection doesn't match with their recollection, or that's not the way I remember it, or that wasn't my experience. When you can just say those things over and over, or I'm going to act on what I remember, then you begin to teach them that you're not buying what they're selling. And that's an important thing. Without making them terribly wrong, you're just not buying what they're selling. And then let them know that because there is this inequity in the way that you see things, you will be spending less time with them. And as you withdraw your time and attention, that is something that a hijackal never wants to happen. So sometimes they will then get a little more reasonable. And that that's worthy of doing too. So I hope that that helps, Michelle, because it is important for us to um, be able to um, work on that. John says, I feel like I'm that hijackal of the worst kind. If my voice just goes up a touch, they accuse me of yelling. However, it's their normal tone. <laughs> Frustration makes my voice go up. That's right. You know, and that's what they're looking for is a reaction. Every time you give them a reaction, you are causing them to light up with joy. <laughs> so do your best to maintain something that's very civil, very low-key, very authentic, um, but that's not um, giving them what they want. Deborah, hello, Deborah. What about when they're sad and blaming you for things they caused? What would be a good response? Oh, that's such a good question. Because don't covert hijackals playing the victim always blame you. If only you were kinder to me, I would be able to succeed in life. You know, you hear that kind of thing all the time. And then you say, well, I know. Use again the personal weather report, Deborah. Just say, I know I'm responsible for what I create in life. Um, I don't recall doing any of those things. Um, and my usual way is to do things this way. So you're affirming yourself, not making them wrong. 
And that's an important thing to do because they're going to blame you for everything. All hijackals blame you for everything because they can't stand the idea that they caused anything, that they made a mistake. A hijackal goes apoplectic if they're asked to acknowledge that they have a flaw (laughs) at all. So when they're sad and blaming you, the covert ones, they're just in their victim mode, trying to drag you down and make you feel badly and make you responsible for their happiness and for their success and all that kind of thing. Covert hijackals are really difficult sometimes to to recognize because they just seem sad and needy and and they they take your empathy and want want you to give them more empathy and they're longing for that and that's a you know that's what healthy humans do they are empathetic but when you find that the the actual criteria for covert narcissists are what that person is demonstrating you know when you get back from this as i was saying for a while you see the bigger picture then you start to recognize what's going on so a good response is when they are you know, trying to suck you dry with their sadness and their, look what you've done to me and you've ruined my life. You know, just say, well, I know I'm 100% responsible for how I respond in life. You know, speak about yourself in a positive manner and use the personal weather report. You know, that's always going to be your go-to. And remember, they're in Kaizen for Couples. Kaizen for Couples, by the way, is available as a print book as an audiobook and as a downloadable ebook. So it's all there for you. John says she stole my position in life in all aspects. It's like she's married to everyone and has many family members. I swear it's like a secret society. <laughs> well, it is being with a hijackal kind of is because they're in their own world, they're playing by their own rules, and you can't win. (laughs) And you're not going to let you into the club, that's for sure. I said it, you say thanks for always coming to the live chat. I think that's for everybody. I'm glad you're all here. It's good. Gives us opportunity to chat. You know, on YouTube, if you're joining me on YouTube, you can become a member there. When you become a member of my channel, it's $4.99 a month. When you do that, once a month on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time, I do a um, a chat. I do a, a topic, and then we have a chat afterwards. So that's once a month, and that's on the um, second or fourth Sunday of the month. I think it's the second Sunday of the month. And um, just be a member. You'll find that on YouTube. I don't know what the great analogy was, Michelle, but I'm glad that you thought it was great. (laughs) Oh, I see. It was when I was talking about the forest and the flowers because I said, said, I'm midway through the forest, but I'll be damned if I'm going to stop and turn back. Yay! Good, good. Good. We're all we're all high fiving you <laughs> because you do want to keep going. You you're going toward your own freedom, your own strong sense of self, and that's an important journey for us all. You know, one of my f- colleagues wrote a book about thirty years ago, and it's got the greatest title. It's well worth finding if you're ever in a used bookstore. I don't know if you can still buy them new, but. It was called, What Other People Think of Me is None of My Business. 
Her name is Terry Cole Whitaker. And doesn't that just say it all? What other people think of me is none of my business. Now, of course, we do care. We can get off the rails and we do care what other people think of us. But generally, we give it too much weight. We don't give enough weight to what we think about us. We give too much weight to what other people think about us. And that's one thing a hijacker really likes, is that you care too much what they think about about you so that they can manipulate you. So we want to take that back. Deborah, I'm glad you like the the forest and the wildflowers. That well, it's it's a good thing to remember when we're going through difficult things. Remembering we have to go through some difficult forests in order to get to the flowers we want. <clears throat> Linda said, "I love the mirror statement with no fear and refusing to do and receive abuse." Yes, you know, it's difficult when you first try to say, "I am being abused." You don't want to say it because that just doesn't weigh who you want to be. But it's really important to recognize when you are being abused and come to be able to say it so you can say no to it. If you hide under the fact that you're not you're being abused and you don't want to admit it, then you're still going to be abused. But if you can say, I am being abused and I am not standing for it another moment, then you've changed, you've pivoted, you've changed your trajectory of your life. And that's in your purview. You can do that. That's in your power. That's important. Dragon Claws. Ah, there's a new name. The hijackal in my life told me my journal was a book of lies, like what I was going through was not real. He had no right to read it in the first place. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. (laughs) Um, You know, that's an ongoing debate. We don't think people should read our journals. Why do we think that we should have access to other people's phones? I, you know, we can talk about that some other time, but, you know, this whole business hijackles will tell you, you know, I, you, I have... I have a right to to access to your phone. You have a right to access to my phone? No, you don't. My phone is my phone. You don't have a right to it. Be interesting to find out what you all think about that, but it's certainly a big topic, and maybe I'll do a show about that. Linda says, liar is name-calling. Well, I don't agree. (laughs) A liar is a person who tells lies. It is not name-calling. It is actually a noun descriptive of someone's behavior. And so telling people that they're lying, that's usually not worthwhile, especially if it's a hijackal. But liars lie, and that's the way it is. Um, Isabel, I don't know what where we were when you wrote the victim's dance, the covert's play on your empathy. That's absolutely true. John asks, is it normal that people sleep with whoever they want to? Is that normal behavior? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's normalized behavior. I think that people have different um, codes of ethics around that kind of thing, different morals. Um, 
I don't know that it's normal for people to want to sleep with whoever they want to, but some people feel that that's their right. Who is this? Isabella, we're glad you're here. Thank you. Hi, Annie. Okay, what else do we have? Annie said, I hope you'll do a lecture on adult and children. My 33 and 35 are angry and dismissive, just like their father, and I left over 30 years ago. Okay. Oh, adult narc children. Okay, now I know what the N stands for. Okay, we can certainly talk about that. You know, I have a son who is just like his father. Hi, Jekyll. <laughs> I understand what, what you're um, talking about. I've walked it, too. <laughs> I do walk it. <laughs> Uh, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Um, and he s- says, I can't tolerate them blowing up on me anymore. Yeah, good. Don't tolerate it. You know, simply say so. You know, I don't stay places where uh, I'm blowing up on. I don't stay in places where there's yelling. I will either leave or fall silent you know, know that it's your right to set these boundaries, but don't set a boundary you're not going to take action on because that's crying wolf. If you don't take action that you said you would take, you just refuted the strength of the boundary. So be sure that you do that. Because if you can't tolerate them blowing up on you, say, you know, if if you're blowing up, if if you are blowing up on me, I am going to leave the room and just do it every time. And yes, I know somebody's going to say, but what about the hijacker going and standing and barring the door? That's when you sit down and fall silent. You do your breathing exercise. I've given them a few of them on this show. Um, You do your breathing exercise. You relax your body, you relax your face, you focus on your internal dialogue, and you just sit there. If someone bars the door when you want to get out, that's a good reason why you carry your cell phone and you call 911. That is abusive to not allow you free movement in your own home. That is abusive and that can't happen. So don't think that somebody has to hit you before you call for help. If you are being restrained from leaving a room, that is abuse. Just something to know. Who is this now? Annie, I feel like it's been a nightmare since I met their father in high school. But as I stated, I left him 30 years ago. They've had me on a guilt trip all these years. I've suddenly concluded, well, I hope you'll get off that trip, Annie, because their opinion is uninformed by having any possible understanding of your relationship, except the one that he has given them the impression of. And I'm sure you recognize that now. And so they're telling you that you did what he said you did. Um, I mean, maybe they're like him. 
Maybe they're at the place that they can't see any differently. Maybe they have become hijackals, in which case they will not see differently. And that's a loss. It absolutely is a loss. Um, however, we just have to observe those things. There are people in our life that we have loved and they've turned out to be hijackals and we have to love ourselves more than that and move away from them. And that can include our children. And it's sad when that happens, but, you know, I'm not out for standing still why somebody wants to claw my eyes out, and I'm sure you're not either. So I'm not standing still for the abuse of a hijackal either. Michelle says, Dragon Claws, my hijackal mother says the same thing when I write in my journal. Okay, do we have anything new here? Oh, and he says, I did finally calmly, but now they want nothing to do with me. Yeah, it's sad when that's the case, but actually the question is, if those are the kind of people they've become, do you want anything to do with them? You know, come to the center of that conversation and see where the balance actually is. I know it's difficult to have a child that, that doesn't want to speak to you or doesn't appreciate you or thinks erroneously of you or has been told all kinds of awful things about you that are not true. But on the other hand, that's an adult who's believing all that kind of thing and not demonstrating any discernment at all within themselves. And maybe you don't want to be around that kind of person. You know, I know that's difficult sometimes to come to, but it's a worthwhile place to be to come back into balance and say, someone who would believe that in the face of all evidence is maybe not someone that I want to be close to anyway. I don't know if that's helpful or if that doesn't have any meaning to you, but I do think it's important to think about. Rita says, truthfully, I was in a relationship, and if I didn't look at his cell, I would not have found out his cheating secrets in today's word of phone I think should be open for partners to see. Yeah, it, it's, it's a big question, but I don't think we have the right to demand to see each other's phones. I think if we can have a conversation about the phone, we can open it up and feel quite comfortable, but I don't think we have the right to demand to see each other's phones. But I absolutely agree, Rita. I have had so many clients who would not actually have known or believed that their partners were having affairs if they hadn't seen their phones. Yes, you're welcome, Annie. It is very painful. John says, is the positive and negative talk justification for their behaviors? I swear I'm not negative. I have pain. Um, you have pain. And you have to take care of your pain. They are dedicated to creating pain. So we don't want to take it on from them. You know, if somebody just has it in their mind that they have to be superior and the way that they're superior is to put other people down or cause them pain, um, we have to stop being around those people. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and that, I know it's not easy, especially if we have children, but we do need to think through that equation for ourselves because 
there's no point in being around somebody who's dedicated to putting you down. And as Isabel says, it's all about self-love and self-acceptance. Yes. And he says, I do feel a sense of relief in a strange way. I know I never have to tolerate it again. Exactly. Yeah. You're so welcome, Annie. Ruth. Hello, Ruth. Some people have posted for the first time or the first time I remember seeing them. She says, your video on future faking was like a script of my relationship. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad that that hit the nail on the head for you. Um, because that is what they do, and they're masters at doing it, too. So from what I can see, we have come to the end of the questions and all. Know that you're always welcome to use my one-time new client offer of an hour with me for only $97. Go to beaclient.com. Remember, you can become a YouTube member for $4.99 a month and uh, join in that one Sunday a month uh, class. And if I can help you in any way uh, in my Emerging Empowered community, go to joinintoday.com. Until we speak again, be very, very kind to yourself. Remember, self-care is not selfish. Treat yourself well because you matter, and I'll look forward to talking with you again soon.